All right, everybody. Welcome. We have a name. This is <laughs> the biggest news so far of this podcast. We actually have a name. Exciting. Uh, yeah, we, we, we took it to the people on Twitter. And I think we better give a shout out to our friend Jimmy. Jimmy, thank you. Never Having never seen the show. Um, he's never <laughs> seen Friday Night Lights. But but he he pulled through for us. So Anthony, why don't you why don't you give us the big unveil here? As yes. if people don't know because yeah, they're on you know episode by now. five. <laughs> yeah, which yeah we're recording this where we we haven't technically released episode one yet. No, it's- <laughs> so <laughs> if you've been listening to the last four episodes, <laughs> you and you hearing us know. talk about the untitled podcast. <laughs> You already know what the title is, and you're like, what right. the hell is up with these guys? But <laughs> we are officially going with Reliving the Lights, yeah. Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just got a little, I don't know, it, it just struck just the right way. I feel like it's it's a little catchy. You still got kind of the Friday Night Lights, like three syllable, well, it's not three syllables, so that doesn't work, but three <laughs> words. Yeah. <laughs> Reliving the lights. So RTL, you can just uh, affectionately call our podcast RTL now, like an that. FNL podcast. So yeah, we finally settled on it. I feel like we're, we're legit now as I, you know, prepared for release tomorrow and had an actual name to like type into the <laughs> podcast name blanks. Uh, that was nice. That felt good. We have officially arrived. Yep. Yep. So we are on episode five uh, this week. Get her done is Get the name done. of the podcast, which bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Larry the Cable Guy, even in 2006, was kind of old news. So why <laughs> get her done i'm not sure you know, am i correct in that like wasn't larry the cable guy kind of past the the prime there you know i'd have to probably look into dates specifically because well cars came cars, out in 2006 thinking. yeah so that was the same year so he was pretty yeah. hot actually in 2006 that's true arguably but i'd have to think about i know when i was still in high school the whole blue collar comedy tour thing was still big. Like I remember yeah. sitting in Mr. Makuska's class and people like shouting out jokes from that, uh, that <laughs> right. bit. another plat reference for those keeping track at home. It's I've lost count of how many, but <laughs> so blue collar comedy tour. Does that mean that there is an episode, uh, you might be a redneck coming up <laughs> and like, like here's your sign. <laughs> yeah. Here's your sign. <laughs> and then, yeah, wasn't there something with tater tater salad tater salad yeah, tater yeah. Salad. <laughs> so we'll be looking for that <laughs> we're keeping our eyes up for those other homages okay out of the four of those comedians who do you prefer There's ron white stuff. for sure ron white is pretty like he's clearly an outlier i yeah. think of those four he has a southern accent and that's why he fits <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's a very different flavor of comedy than I think the other three, it's not as cheap. Like, yeah, like the laughs don't come as cheap. I do like Ron white. I have like childhood affinity for Bill Engvall. Cause mm-hmm. one of my friends, Austin Ringling, uh, had, uh, shout out Austin Ringling, friend of the show. Definitely. And I'm pretty sure Austin loves Friday night lights. So I'm assuming you're listening Austin. Uh, but he had the dork fish album. 
which was fantastic. And I literally still listen to it and still quote it regularly. And like, it's one of those things that you forget you're quoting. Yep. Like, oh, why did I say that? Oh yeah. Dork fish by <laughs> Bill Engel. So. Uh, yeah, he had a couple of like music videos on CMT when I was yes, big into watching CMT. So um, I remember channel the original- 31 on yep. Platt's <laughs> cable line. Pre-2002 cable yeah, package. shifted then, yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember like that was when I was really in my country music phase and in my, you know, uh, music video phase, which never actually ended. The beginning of my music video phase. <laughs> yes. And I remember like, I still remember like, I thought it was so funny uh, there's a line in that the here's your sign song where it's mm-hmm. like guy like drove uh went to test drive a car and he drove around the block like two or three times and grabbed the tailpipe <laughs> and i remember being like that's the funniest thing i've ever heard as a <laughs> you know eight-year-old <laughs> oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so that's a blue collar comedy tour section of the podcast uh to get us started <laughs> glad we could touch on that uh what did you what are you drinking tonight for our recording session uh just a classic green belt premium right on right on looks delicious uh I, I picked up a lake time brewery haze of our lives uh which is a new england hazy ipa um i'm a fan of the hazy ipas I, I know true beer snobs kind of look down their nose at it because it's like a lazy IPA, I guess, like to make it. But I think they're delicious. And uh, I was kind of over the whole IPA thing, but the the haziness brings me back into it. So Lake Time Brewery. All right. So we got our we got our beverages. We've talked about Blue Collar Comedy Tour. So I guess that means we can get started with Get Her Done. Yeah, uh, originally the actual aired, episode, yeah. Yeah. I originally aired October 30. Of 2006, episode five. So, do you have the IMDb in front of you? I have it pulled up, and I really appreciate it. But I, I would, yeah, I'd love for you to to read it. While only two days away from their next game, Coach Taylor still doesn't know who to start at quarterback, and Jason still doesn't know that his best friend is spending a whole lot of time with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that. There's only two things they focus on in that that summary these are all user submitted right so i think so we could technically we should we should be submitting our own synopses uh to imdb but i have no complaints about this one it's not very specific but uh jason still doesn't know his best friend is spending a lot of time with his girlfriend is pretty good so i think it's vague in all the right ways yes (laughs) so uh speaking of spending a lot of time with his girlfriend this episode starts out lila's getting ready for a run it looks like, you know, she's, she's taking control of her life and turning a corner and she goes downstairs and her mom's just so happy that she's doing something for herself, going out for a run. And you feel really good for Lila. Uh, she takes off running. I would like to point out she has terrible running form, like <laughs> classic high school girl gym class running form. <laughs> and then she turns the corner and goes right up to Tim Reagan's house. Straight to the Reagan's household. Yep. Yep. So she goes for the, the hookup there. She does do, there's like a special moment where she, she runs up to the Reagan's house and we see the sign out front. That's like, you know, number whatever, Tim Reagan's 33, 33. Yep. Um, same as Scotty Pippen. You gotta love that. <laughs> uh, and you see it and she kind of like is about to knock on the door and then she does a quick hesitation. Oh yeah. yeah where yeah, she yeah. kind of like steps away and then she's like, Oh yeah, nah, I'm, I'm going, going for it. 
she's apparently very done with with Jason, at least uh, in her own mind. Um, we find out she's still hanging on to it um, in, in public, which I feel like that was a lot shorter than I remember it being. I feel like in my mind, she held on to the Jason uh, thing for a lot longer, but she's pretty much done with that. Yeah, I had thought too, like even in episode three, they first kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And watching through, I was like, wow, I thought this happened like mid season. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the town Dylan is, is basically everyone's waiting to hear who is going to start at quarterback for the Dylan Panthers on Friday. I had for, <laughs> forgot that we were still on Arnett Mead. Yeah. In my mind, like we had already played that game. And so I was very confused when they were smash was talking about like at the pep rally, one of his freestyle rhymes was about trash <laughs> yes. in their locker room. And I was like, no, that was last week. It was Arnett Mead. No, it was my week last week. Yes. We're still on rivalry week. Yeah. And so, yeah, everyone, everyone's still waiting to hear who's going to start. We get a little bit of that talk radio, you know, people calling in. What's and while the Taylor family is driving down the road yes. and listening to talk radio, uh, Julie is yes. going down like through a list of classifieds of <laughs> coaching jobs available. Yeah, uh, showing a lot of outside confidence. of Texas. Yes. Okay. And having I've never noticed this before. And spoiler alert: if you've never watched the se- the series before, maybe just shut your ears for the next twenty seconds. But she mentioned Seattle specifically. And isn't that where they end up? Don't they end up in Washington? Because I remember thinking, that's not a place I think about football. Boy, I am i don't know. It's been so long since I've watched season yeah. five that I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at the end of season five, that's where they, that's where they end up going. And in fact, Julie, uh, not Julie, Tammy says, do they even have football in Seattle? So I feel like this is like... Uh, a little pre-shadowing, what do you call it? Foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Of, of I wonder the, if it was accidental foreshadowing. I, I have a feeling they if, didn't know that it would I go I don't there, think they but. knew it, but maybe at the end of the series, they were like, remember when we said that about yeah. Seattle? Let's go back to that. So Somebody yeah. was watching uh, <laughs> season one, episode five, for some reason. They're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Somebody's <laughs> going to pick up on this. <laughs> yes. So we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, until episode what probably like 70 for us um on this podcast (laughs) where they end up but which is i'm really excited to get because pretty much everything not quite past season two is going to be close to new to me because it's been so long since i've watched those last three seasons so yeah yeah i know that i've watched them all at least once once and i'm excited to watch them all again but Mm -hmm. like that's going to be a real journey for me i i'm i'm excited yeah yeah i've watched these even these episodes we've seen so far repeatedly, but there are still things that I was like, Oh yeah, that's, Oh yeah, that's right. So maybe they end up in Seattle. We shall see coach calls voodoo in to talk in his office and voodoo kind of keeps it real. And he gives like the classic reality show line of, I'm not here to make friends. Uh, (laughs) That whole thing gives him kind of a classic, like I don't need you, but you need me. Yep. Uh, Talk to coach. Yep. 
yeah, implies that he knows that coach needs to get wins. And so <laughs> it's up to him if he wants to start Voodoo or start Saracen, but implies pretty heavily that it's a pretty obvious choice if he wants to get those wins. So pretty confrontational right from the get going. And even coaches like, we haven't talked much. We haven't had a chance. It's been really busy. So, you know, let's kind of talk this through. And yeah, Voodoo's just not really having it. So the confrontation starts already. Then we start to see kind of a uh, a budding bromance between Smash and Matt Saracen, which I yeah. absolutely love. Uh, yeah, for sure. Two There's, super opposite dudes, but <laughs> yes, yeah, they're vibing. There's a great uh, Smash quote that's going to be up for my quote of the week, but not my quote of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to say it right now where mm-hmm. somebody asks about Lila <laughs> and Smash goes, Lila. What about Smash, baby? Don't forget my boy, Maddie Saracen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, but <laughs> yeah, I remember like, and I think it was like uh, somebody genuinely concerned about Lila and Smash just turns around and he's just like, wow, no, what about Smash, baby? There's nobody else in the world that you need to concern yourself with <laughs> other than me. <laughs> However, do not forget his boy, Maddie Saracen. <laughs> yeah. There's another line from that scene that I noted, but did not make my, did not make my quote of the, the week list, but uh, smash a girl's walking away and he says, Hey girl, where are you going? Why don't you come on back here and bless me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His interactions with women are uh, offensive and hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe come that I didn't write that one down. Me. Because I definitely remember it, like laughing at it. I don't know why I didn't yeah, write that. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad that you did. Come on back here and bless me. We find out that Tyra apparently works at an Applebee's and she meets this oil scientist guy from Los Angeles. Um, yeah. And Applebee's, I, I remember that they like kind of sponsored the show. They kind of were they part made? of keeping it afloat. Maybe the only good thing Applebee's mm. has ever done. Yeah. Is be part of the great Friday night lights. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know how big of a, an office person you are, but they also were very heavily involved with the office and like helped them out a lot with uh, filming on location and being willing to like actually have Apple true Applebee's staff act in those episodes that like were the Dundies basically right. yeah. know, took place there. So yeah. Applebee's yeah, really, really stepping up for NBC yeah. uh, shows that I love. So thank you Applebee's for your contributions. Yeah. I, I've only watched the office through once and I hate everything after season five, but fair. <laughs> fair. Um, but now that you say that, I do remember the, the Dundee's episode that takes place in Applebee's. So now yeah. that, yeah, it, it, that all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Pam's classic line of, I, uh, I just feel God in this Applebee's tonight. Um, <laughs> really good. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. It's Chili's. It's Chili's. Oh, is it? Uh, uh, I feel like an idiot now. Somebody wow. was yelling into <laughs> their yeah. podcast app, like, you moron. Somebody's furious. We just lost a listener. <laughs> Dang it. I'm sorry. This is a Friday Night Lights podcast, not an office podcast. I would have got it right if, yeah, shoot. Sorry, folks. Um, But Tyra works at Applebee's. She meets this dude who's in town to work on the oil fields. Uh, We just get a little taste of that. Then we get a scene of Jason in rehab, and I felt pretty horrible for him 
you see this former star quarterback best in the nation and he is like sitting four feet away from another guy who's in rehab and they're tossing a beach ball back and forth and it just felt like pretty humiliating for him he had a good attitude about it you know kind of made that joke about <laughs> the guy running her out and mm-hmm. the post and all that but yeah it, i thought it was a pretty good work on behalf of the writers to kind of juxtapose the standard of who jason was before and and where he's at now yeah so following that we see we cut back to tyra and she's getting off work at applebee's and this oil scientist guy comes back kind of mentions you know is this where he tells her what he does and he's like and then he invites her out to the oil fields (laughs) she accepts at this point we kind of company yeah i get a real predator vibe from this guy yeah big time considering tyra is like a sophomore in high school right she's like 15 maybe yeah yeah, she straight up tells him, I'm not going to sleep with you. Oh, no, no, no. I just <laughs> I just enjoy your company. This is line. Um, I think let's just let's just cover that whole storyline right now. Sure. Instead of hopping back and forth. So eventually um, they they get plan. They have plans to get dinner together like the next night. Or whatever. Um we find out that the oily guy, that's how I refer to him in my notes, oily guy. Connor. Uh, yeah, Connor, yes. Which is kind of an oily name to begin with. <laughs> we just lost the Connor crowd. Oh, dang it. We just alienated the Connors. <laughs> I am killing our listenership. I'm sorry. Um, but we find out that his boss is calling him back to to L.A. like Saturday. Like if they're meeting on Friday night. I don't know what day of the week it is, but anyway, basically the morning after they're supposed to, they're supposed to have dinner together. He's leaving, but they still decide to go through with it. Tyra shows up for the date at the hotel room. Yeah. She's looking nice and she basically jumps him and they do not go to dinner. They just hang out there for the evening and Tyra wakes up in the hotel bed alone Mm-hmm. Oh, and we kind of have a moment where we're like, "Ugh, mm-hmm. scumbag!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like as if we weren't already thinking that. Once again, a fifteen-year-old girl, <laughs> right? It's easy to forget that, but I yeah. think we need to keep coming back to this fifteen-year-old yeah. girl. This guy has like a a job that you can only get after a college education, so he's got to yeah. be. 24 At least minimum mid twenties for yes. sure. Yes. But uh turns out he was just getting breakfast. And so he brings her breakfast and we think, okay, maybe this guy is, you know, only 80% scumbag <laughs> instead of a hundred percent. But then he also goes on to reveal that back in LA, he is in a relationship. <laughs> so right. yeah, Connor is a scumbag. Connor's a scumbag. He's taken off. I, I feel like you can even hear it in our voices. We speak very uh, tenderly and carefully about Tyra. But yeah, she, which is a, a reason why it's this whole kind of episode is a bummer for Tyler, Tyra. Like, I just feel bad for her. She tries to play it off like it's no big deal, but it is. So that's kind of that whole storyline. We don't need to come back to that. 
it wasn't super important except just to um, reinforce that Tyra gets taken advantage of. She puts herself out there. She gets taken advantage of. She's looking for love and affirmation and stuff like that. But people just kind of use her. In all the wrong places. In all the wrong places. Somewhere in there, Jason goes and gets a, a glimpse of quad rugby. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the first we see of that. And you can tell that he's interested. <laughs> There's a scene Ly- that in my notes, it says Lila is back on her BS with Mrs. Coach <laughs> uh, planning yeah. for college. Mrs. Coach calls her in for a meeting and they're planning for college. And Lila is talking about, yeah, she needs to take into account that Jason will be playing college football and it'll be really busy and stuff like that. And Mrs. Coach kind of calls her on that a little bit. Like, uh, so you need a backup plan because <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little confused by that because in a scene soon after that, Lila is back at Tim's house. They have just finished hooking up and Riggins like kind of tries to play boyfriend with Lila. Yeah, he tries to show some like legitimate, you know, concern and interest in her life. Lila's not having it. Mm -mm. She shuts that down. Um, She's feeling real guilty. She is pretty big jerk uh, to Tim who is for once in his life trying to show some like genuine care for someone. I think, you know, like genuinely cares for Lila. Like this is different for him. I think yeah. than it is for Lila, but yeah, Lila shuts him down. She's like, let's not pretend this is something that it's not. Um, somewhere in there coaching Mac uh, coach Taylor and coach Mac have a confrontation and it's very tense. Yeah, he's uh, Coach Mac is copying the playbook, right, for yes. Voodoo because Voodoo keeps borrowing his playbook. Mm-hmm. Coach Mac, very pro Voodoo camp. Yes, he wants to win, just like everybody else in Dylan has basically sold his soul morally <laughs> for high school football wins. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so that's that's very tense. Um, and then we get a scene a little bit later of Coach and Tammy kind of processing the decision of who's going to start together. Real great coach and Tammy moment. Yep. Uh, again, coach and Tammy relationship goals for sure. Tammy asks him, so, so like, what's the decision? What are, you know, what are you thinking? Yeah. Basically says, yeah, I can't start Saracen because Saracen, you know, isn't as good as voodoo. I can't start voodoo because voodoo basically hates the rest of the team. Yeah. And then uh, Mrs. Coach chimes in with a start me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hadn't thought of that one. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But eventually coach breaks it to Matt that voodoo is starting. Voodoo is going to start the game, which Matt has this, like before coach can tell him Matt has this really earnest, like I'm ready for this coach. I can do it. I've never been more ready for anything in my life. And then (laughs) coach breaks it to him. Starting. So there's a pep rally. Smash does his rap thing. Smash is hamming it up again. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but I did make a note of it at the beginning. Like one of the first shots of the pep rally is of Landry, and he lets out like a hearty, like, Yahoo! (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense for Landry. Like, I feel like he'd give out, yeah. Whether it's serious or ironic, I don't know, but (laughs) Yahoo seems perfect for him. Yeah. Smash does another freestyle. I wrote down a couple rhymes from that. <laughs> they want to trash our locker room. We fit into hitting with a sonic boom. The Panthers going to have the last laugh because we're going to break our foot off in there 
and then it like trails off and doesn't finish. Uh, so they self-censored that one. But again, not sure exactly what he's doing there. It's not really a freestyle rap. He's just saying rhyming words. But we, <laughs> yeah, that's the pep rally and people are pretty hyped about it. Um, we get the, the team visiting street in rehab on the way to the game. They all kind of file through. Lila is the first one through and, and Jason is like, you're going to be late for the game. What are you doing here? And then coach comes in and the rest of the team files through. And then we have a moment. It is a moment. Yes. Tim Riggins is the last person in line to come through. And as he enters the room, Tim starts crying and street starts crying and I start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a very, very emotional moment. Yeah. And yeah, Tim's kind of gives him like a, you know, where you been? Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, Riggins, like seeing Tim Riggins like that is, you know, he's like can barely contain himself. It's a, a very uh, powerful moment. It was good. So finally, finally, Tim makes it in to see Jason. So that's good. Football game starts. It's not going well for the Panthers. Um, then Coach Taylor sends in a play and Voodoo's like, ah, hell nah. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah, starts calling his own plays. Yep, and so he changes the play, and it works. He basically keeps the ball. They score a touchdown, and obviously this does not go over well with Coach Taylor. Yeah, Coach is mad. Tammy gives one of her, like, extremely concerned looks from the sidelines that, like, I feel like (laughs) is her signature move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then after that play – where Tatum scores a touchdown, uh, he basically just goes full mutiny and starts doing his own thing. He throws a pick six. Um, and so Panthers go into halftime, a touchdown down. And mind you, in there, Riggins and Smash kind of give each other a knowing look as if to say, like, let's bungle this on purpose. Oh. Screw this guy. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting Which, wrinkle I did not pick up on. Yeah, it's kind of a special one because, yeah, they hate each other, but they both kind of give each other a look like, yep. screw this guy. We're going to we're gonna not do yeah. what we're supposed to do. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy because, is my friend. Yep. And in this exactly. case, Tim and Smash are friends. Okay. Uh, so they go into halftime. They're in the locker room. Coach starts ripping into Voodoo, and Voodoo kind of puts his hands on him and, and kind of holds him back, pushes him back a little bit, and that's it coaches has had enough and he throws voodoo out of the game so saracen takes over then after halftime we cut to the fourth quarter they're down by seven and panthers have to drive the field with like a minute and 45 left i think they're like on the 20 or the 30 their own 20 or 30 we get a reverse play a reverse riggins on the 32 yard line they run a reverse (laughs) saracen throws just a beast of a block uh, to kind of open it up yeah, so they, they're down to – oh, that's that's the touchdown, right? Yeah, that's the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, they run like a 30-yard uh, reverse play, which is great. Uh, they're down I, by one. I believe time expires. Yes. <laughs> of course it does. So now they are down by six. Um, and and the, commentator, the commentators are kind of like, you know, hell, Coach Taylor, he'll – he'll take a, a tie for this, you know, right. just come out of this with a tie is great because yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And 
coach says, no, we're doing a two-point conversion, and the commentary is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, coach and Saracen kind of have this moment together. They're like, what, you know, are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this. We can. I can do it, coach. Give the ball to smash. He's been doing it all game. Mm-hmm. And so not only did this come down to the last play of the game, just like every game so far, but this this actually like came down to after regulation time. <laughs> yes. This came down to the extra point with zero uh, time left on the clock. So Matt runs the option, uh, 18 option, to, and he flips it to smash, two-point conversion. It's good, and I get the goosebumps hard at that mm-hmm. point. Um. So yeah. Once put again, that on the tally of <laughs> yes. So far, we're three, three for three. <laughs> last play of the game. Uh, Dylan Panthers have the most exciting games of any football team ever. And after the game, Matt and Julie kind of kind of hit it off. They have a couple of moments in this episode. Yes. Um. There's an episode before. I had it written down, and I wish I would have written more down. So I need to take even more concise notes than I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. Because I just, um, in between Tyra in the oil fields and street and physical therapy, um, going to visit the quad rugby thing, uh-huh. I just wrote Julie and Matt moment. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. And I remember it was After like outside practice. of the, yep. I think yep. she, could, like Julie is looking for her dad or something. Yep. Or and her she mom runs to stairs. get her driver, driver's yep. head paper signed. And she asks if he's going to start. And Matt gives her like this really vague politically correct answer. I trust the coach, whatever his decision. She has this great line about like, I'm not ESPN, Matt, like <laughs> chill out, uh, which I thought was good, but yeah, they do. They have, they start to have a couple moments here and it's nice. I, I it like it. it. It's, it's pretty feel good. Um, so those, those two have a moment and then Tim and Lila also exchange a little glance after the game. She seems pretty impressed with Tim's game winning kind of uh, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty enamored by him covertly, I guess. Suddenly also everybody in town loves a coach again. Oh my gosh. They're going nuts for both coach and Matt Saracen. Yes. And if you watch, if you watch like what actually happens with the game, basically Saracen is just handing the ball off to smash <laughs> over and yeah. over again. But man, they love him for it now because mm-hmm. because they got to win they got to win <laughs> and not only is the town excited about coach but coach is excited just in general they have a scene on saturday morning where he is uh he is he's macking on on mrs taylor <laughs> right in front of julie <laughs> julie is pretty grossed out by it but uh quote coach taylor we're gonna get down tonight uh is what he says to mrs taylor <laughs> Yeah. So he's feeling good. He's feeling good. Uh, But the good times don't last. No, they do not. And the coach is in his office and he looks out and he sees Buddy Garrity talking to a couple of fellows and he goes out to investigate. And it turns out they're from like the Texas High School Athletics Association and they're looking into Voodoo's eligibility. Why they're talking to Buddy Garrity about this, who knows? Buddy Garrity's got his nose and everything. (laughs) But uh, Coach is fuming at Buddy Garrity. We'll come back to this with the sleazeball moment of the week. Buddy Garrity sleazeball. I was wondering in this episode, are we going to have a Buddy Garrity sleazeball moment of the week? Because it 
I hadn't seen anything up until this. I think this is the very last scene of the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> and Buddy has this line. They're they're saying like, yeah, we're we're investigating Voodoo's eligibility, and if it turns out he's not eligible, then you're gonna forfeit this win. You're gonna lose this win. <laughs> and Buddy's like. Boy, I thought we had this all buttoned up, Coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Implying that it's Coach's fault. <laughs> he goes into like a real aw shucks. Yeah. Um, like, Boy, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so he really coming in clutch with the sleazeball moment of yes. the week. Uh, on the last yes, he scene. certainly delivered. And I think that, yeah, like we, that's, the, that's the last scene of yep, the episode. That's the episode. Yep. So I think that pretty much sums up the summer. Let's kind of revisit some of the characters here. What are the major developments? You know, who, who do we who do we want to talk about this this episode? Yeah. Uh, so Tyra obviously has a big arc in this episode. Yeah. Uh, which Pretty is detached a, from everything else, but yeah, but and it's yeah, it's some background on Tyra. From an audience perspective, it's a bummer <laughs> as we've kind of talked about. You feel for her. You you do. Mm-hmm. And I think this episode does a good job of of doing that. It maybe would have been a little easier to hate on Tyra a little bit in the previous episodes, kind of blame her a little bit more for her own problems. But yeah, you feel for her a little bit because the dude is a, a creep. He's mm-hmm. an oily dude. Yeah. Yes, so, he is. Yeah. Smashing Saracen, like you said, little bromance starting between the two of them. Um, yeah, love cool. that. Love the the Smash and Saracen bromance a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great it, because it's I, it's pretty much one way. Like Smash has now just decided that Saracen is his guy. Yes, and Saracen is just off shucksing through through all of it, which is kind <laughs> of his move. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, uh, Smash has decided. That that Saracen is going to be the one, which I don't really get. I feel like Smash's actual character would be well, okay, would be to get to go with a guy who gets wins. But Voodoo Smash likes to be the man, and yeah. Voodoo demands to be the man if he is in charge. So I guess that's yeah. where when the, yeah, that's where that comes in. But I also think going back to my um, theory from episode one <laughs> about. <laughs> how insanely athletic people, especially insanely athletic people in high school can be as weird as they want to be. Yes. I think, and I won't name any names, but thinking about some people that we went to high school with who, and this is, I think Saracen reacts perfectly in the same way where sometimes some of these guys would act like they were really good friends with like huge dorks. (laughs) And they would just kind of be like, all right, I know what you're doing here. <laughs> you know, and Saracen almost plays it like that, except for Saracen is an actual athlete, so it's a little more genuine yeah. feeling. But it seems like it seems like Saracen is kind of genuinely enjoying not necessarily Smash's attention, but he's starting to get like girls' attention and stuff yes. like that. And that's only because he's hanging out with with Smash. I mean, he's QB one, but but it's coming from Smash. Yeah, that's a great development. The Saracen and Smash bromance. Tim, we see some soft, uh, a lot of softness actually from Tim this episode. The most human character, I think, on the show. Yeah. Uh, Tim Riggins. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Where he has been emotionally unavailable (laughs) in general for the last four episodes, for the most part, we see him making a genuine effort to connect with Lila as best as he knows how, asking her about classes, like not that deep. But for Tim, that's legit. Like that's a big deal. And then, yeah, finally visiting Jason, his best friend in the in the rehab center and tearing up. So we see Tim as a real feeling human being with emotions. So that's good. Um, Buddy Garrity still hate him. (laughs) Buddy Garrity's the worst. Like I said, he kind of laid low for a lot of the episode, but he came over the top at the end (laughs) uh, and just laid on the sleaze for sure. Made sure we didn't forget about him. (laughs) (laughs) We're not forgetting about you, buddy. We know what's going on. We have Coach and, and Tammy. Coach, we, we see the the conflicted uh, nature of him being a like good, upstanding, moral man and wanting to play Saracen for all the right reasons, but then being put in this tight spot of desperately needing to win and so feeling like he has to go with Voodoo, but he straight up says, I don't want to go with Voodoo. Um, so we, yeah, we see that, that spot that he's put in a little bit and Tammy, we don't get much of her in this episode. Like there's nothing about her being a guidance counselor. I don't think, but she, well, we get the, the scene with her and Lila. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. She's kind of helping Lila to keep it real or imploring Lila to keep it real. And she's being the anchor for coach in the midst of that decision. So that is a big part of who she is, I guess, but not super prominent in this episode. Lila is fully embracing, like just being over the Jason thing, hooking up with Tim, um, all of that good stuff. But then on the surface, still putting up the front that it's all going to work out. It's going to be fine. Um, But clearly not believing it anymore. Mm. Landry doesn't have a whole lot to do in this episode, aside from say Yahoo at the pep rally. (laughs) Uh, Landry has a deleted scene that I will come back to because it's in my, my quote of the week. Um, I don't think a deleted scene can get quote of the week, but it is that good of a quote that I'm going to disqualify that uh, right now, just because it's not technically Canon, but uh, I definitely allow like honorable mentions to be from deleted scenes. So he he did have a scene in the deleted scenes, but we'll we'll come back to that. But yeah, Landry's been kind of missing the last couple episodes, which is a shame because he is a a highlight of the show. He's great. Don't worry, he's not going anywhere. No, <laughs> not in the slightest. Uh, anyone else that we need to cover? I think that's everybody really yeah. that plays a prominent role in this this episode. So we can I think move on to our segments yeah all right so we will be right back with segments all right we are going to move on to our weekly awards Uh, our our reliving the lights weekly awards i just wanted to throw in the title of the podcast there because we actually have one now um so our weekly rtl weekly <laughs> awards uh let's start out with the julie hate meter yes um 
I think it's in the negative again this week. It is. It is. Very likable. Yeah. Like Julie. And I remember this. Like, I remember loving Julie the first season, especially. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, as a, what was I, 21, 22 year old guy watching this for the first time, having a little crush on Julie. Yeah. Um, And I get it. I get it watching now. So, yeah, I had, I kept a a negative two, um, just like last week. I think that's a good, good call. So um, did I ever tell you about the time? You can cut this <laughs> um, or you can keep it in. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but did I ever tell you about the time that I like drunk tweeted at Amy Teagarden and she tweeted me back? <laughs> oh, man, I th- I feel like I have a vague recollection of this actually, but yeah, do, sh- I was, do elaborate. Please. I was probably like 22 or 23. That was, I always call 22 my lost year. <laughs> Yeah, um, sure. But um, yeah, I got pretty tuned up and I tweeted at her and I still remember the exact phrasing I used. It was, you're a stone cold fox and I'm in love with you. <laughs> this had to be in the early days of Twitter too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like very early where we hadn't actually figured out what Twitter was yet. Yeah. Oh, I can talk to a celebrity. Yeah. Talk to Amy. T. And, okay. and she tweeted me back and she was very like cordial about it. Like she was very like, LOL, thanks, or something like like she was like, ha ha ha, thank you, or something like that. So it was very, yeah, oh, she wow. was very sweet about it. So, Amy, yeah. if you're listening and if Josh keeps this in the episode, thank you. <laughs> I think we will. Friend of the oh, show, Amy T. Garden. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I actually tweeted at her. Oh, and the tweet is unavailable. It was from 2011. <laughs> so I would have been 23 at 2.07 a.m. Well, shoot. So it's, it's unavailable. It's, so what does that mean? She deleted her account or so it's weird because you can see the tweet that i sent her and i replied to her saying kind of digging the fact i can hear disney World followers because i fall asleep going to mix this place i tweet you're a stone cold fox i'm in love with you but then when i because you can see there's a response there and it's from her yeah um but when i click on her um the tweet it says that the original tweet is unavailable which usually only shows like if the tweet has been deleted but it's weird that oh. i can see it when i actually search well, I believe you that she responded to you and that is fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. In the first season of Friday Night Lights, it is. Yeah. I, I believe that you were, well, that's 2011. So you were. Yeah. The show was argued. It might've been over by then. <laughs> <laughs> right. I stand by what I said. As you were looking for that tweet, I did look her up on Wikipedia to see how old she was. And she was born in 1989, so that's you know just two years younger than than the two of us. <laughs> but here's a little tidbit uh, that I found in in Wikipedia: on August 24, 2007, during the Miss Teen USA 2007 pageant, Tea Garden posed yes. the question. I did not remember that she. Was I remember. I totally question. remember this. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think that is? This led to an infamous reply by contestant Caitlin Upton, whose response was, <laughs> I remember this. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some uh, people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, <laughs> everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or uh, should help South Africa. It should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. 
I totally remember that. And I totally remember that it was Amy Teagarden. Oh, yeah. I remember. I, I was not aware that that was, that was Julie Taylor that asked that question. I remember that clip going viral and I remember being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look that up and see Amy's reaction to that. But that's about all she did other than Friday Night Lights. Uh, she was in a Scream movie, I think. Oh, yeah. She was in Scream 4. She had yeah. a very bit part in Scream 4. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Amy Teagarden for you right there. Uh, you have talked to her. <laughs> Virtually, yes. Yeah, which is pretty great. So we are giving her uh, a, a negative two. You feel yes. good about that? I feel good about it. I feel good about that. We we maybe should have saved the Julie Taylor hate a meter until season two, but I'm actually glad that we we went with it. Oh, yeah. Season one, just so you can see the growth. Yep, we can build it, build it up there for sure. Um, coach. The Coach Taylor inspiring. How inspiring did you find Coach this episode? Um, I gotta say a strong six. Okay. Um, nothing he did that was particularly inspiring. Outside of you know like the uh, kind of giving, um, kind of giving Saracen the the ball and, mm-hmm. and his helmet and basically being like suit up your starts you know the second half. Yep. Um, but it was inspiring to see him so happy and on top of the world with the with the town loving him again after the last three weeks of build up to the Arnett Mead game and <laughs> yeah and the the scumminess that we've seen. Yeah, I I think I'm generally a little tougher on Coach uh, than you, so I gave him a four just simply because he didn't really have any speeches. He didn't have any back pocket moves like the midnight. Uh, practice, uh, which I've thought more about, and I realized that the the interview that Smash had that ticked Coach Taylor off so much was on the the nightly news, and so that would have theoretically been 10 p.m. Yeah, because Texas is in the Central Time Zone, right? Mm-hmm. And so they would have news the same time that we do. Mm-hmm. Late night shows start at 10:30, and the news is usually right before that. So. All right, that's a little more clue, a little more forensic digging into the time of the, the late night practice. But anyway, uh, I gave him a four uh, for the week. Um, it, it, he wasn't not inspiring. He was a good coach, but didn't really. Yep. I'll agree with that. So I, you know, I gave him a four, you gave him a six. You good with the five? I'm good with me in the middle there. Absolutely. All right. We will give him a five. Uh, this is our first episode where I don't think we saw Tim Riggins consume a beer. No, I was really pulling for him to to put away a a full case by the first five episodes, but no, alas, didn't make it. So, no beers for Tim this episode, which I think we are still sitting at what twenty then. I th- it's twenty or twenty one, whatever it was at the end of last episode, okay. which I don't remember. But I remember thinking he can easily pull off a case by the end of episode five. But. <laughs> yep, no, he didn't do it. Unfortunately not. Uh, yeah, we Tim Tim, like we said, got got real, got human. We didn't see drunken Tim. We saw real, heartfelt, honest Tim. So, a worthy trade. Mm-hmm. You know, we sacrificed a little bit of the big rig beer tally to see more of who Tim actually is as a person. So, I'm all right with that. We mentioned the Buddy Garrity sleazeball movie of the week. That definitely comes where he plays dumb. With the <laughs> regulatory uh, guys and coach, I thought we had this all figured <laughs> out. So that is definitely Buddy Garrity's sleazeball move of the week. Music cue, anything stand out to you? Yes, and I don't 
want to admit it okay. <laughs> because I don't like him as a person, okay. but this song is a banger. All right. Uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent has oh. a pretty good. Um, no, I'm very prominent. We uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> we will not, we will not have any positive Ted Nugent talk. That's fine. On this that's podcast. fine. It fits. I, I it does fit with like the whole West Texas thing. Like I feel like that's very Ted Nugent. I did not notice it. Um, but yeah, we I think we we stand against Ted Nugent in yes. this podcast. And gr- yeah, granted, he did have some bangers for sure back in the day. But there was, yes, Stranglehold and Fred Bear, both bangers, but Uncle Ted is no friend of the show. <laughs> no. Uh, allegedly, there was a cover of One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer, which is one of my favorite songs of all time mm. uh, by George Thorogood. But it says it's by Blind Willie Johnson. I did not pick up on that at all. <laughs> no. no. Um, I, I'm okay with calling that the, the, the soundtrack cue of the week because that's a yeah. great song. Uh, there was the only reason I caught it in this, I guess these episodes tend to have kind of at least one montage ish sequence of scenes that have a kind of hipsterish song that plays over them, much like devil town, you know, which mm-hmm. was a great one. Yep. Uh, the only reason I caught this was because it came up on the, the subtitles, which I watch everything with subtitles because I am old and deaf and bald and stuff. Not that the baldness has anything to do with subtitles, but I'm old. Um, Camera Obscura, let's get yes. out of this country. I forgot about that yet because that was yep. near the end of the episode. And that is that is a super good song. And I did yep. actually Shazam that one. <laughs> you and did. I do it like that up, song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm good with calling that one okay. the music cue of the week. Actually, go with because it. that one did actually stand out to me. Yeah. So, um, as if it wasn't official already, we are canceling Ted Nugent. We're okay with that. And we're going with Camera Obscura. Let's get out of this country for Music Cue of the Week. That leaves us with quote of the episode. Yes. I have three nominations. As I mentioned, one of them is from a deleted scene, so it doesn't really count. But um, why don't you lead us off? Yeah. Why don't you lead us off? I've also got three. I will start with the one that I mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> that's definitely not a winner, but deserves to be mentioned of Smash saying, Lila, what about Smash, baby? Don't forget about my boy, Maddie Saracen. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that was actually my first uh, submission as well was Smash in that same scene that we already mentioned. Hey, girl, where are you going? Why don't you come on back here and bless me? So that's, <laughs> yes, it's a great one. That's that's my that's my first submission. Actually, I have four. I have okay. I have four submissions. And I'm actually I'm looking through the IMDb quotes, and there's some really good ones in here. That well, let's hit um, them all. Yeah. So another one that I was going to actually use that's in here is uh, Tyra going off about when she's in the Applebee's and oh, she's yeah. first helping Connor. And yep. there's like the people going by honking and he's like, what's going on out there? Yeah, and she, she says, it. she says just a bunch of overheated jocks too dumb to know that they have no future fighting over a game that has no meeting in a town from which there is no escape. <laughs> yeah. Good. She kind of zones out almost a little bit while mm-hmm. she says it like into, into rage basically against living in a small town. <laughs> My next one. I can't, I honestly can't remember the context of this, but it was, Tammy Taylor, Mrs. Coach, just simply tell Buddy Garrity he can shove it. <laughs> it was kind of a question. Like that's my that's my pick for quote of the week. Actually, okay, all right. Um, 
And yeah, it's the way she actually throws an uh in there. And she says, <laughs> Yeah, tell Buddy Garrity, uh, he can shove it. <laughs> like yes. She really says shove it in like all caps. Yeah, it was delivered well. She really yeah. nailed that. Okay, my next submission is the deleted scene submission. Um, it's at the diner. It's inside the diner and like Smash is sitting in a booth with some girls and with Saracen and then Landry is standing next to the booth talking to them and he is just like staring at this girl next to Smash and she says, what the hell do you think you're looking at? And Landry says, "Uh, I'm just, I'm just drawn to curves. It's way beyond my control. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, I'll throw another one in there. Um, because I feel like a lot of these deleted scenes as I watch them, they were omitted because of content. Uh, they're a little bit racier. Okay. So the same scene, Smash, it opens up and Smash is kind of doing his Smash thing in the booth where he's kind of bragging to whoever will listen to him. And he says, Smash got the whole game covered. I'm going to bring home that W. And then he turns to the girl and he says, then maybe I'll show you the other reason they call me Smash. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. So we got, and I kind of mentioned this one, but here's the actual transcript of uh, Coach and Tammy, where Tammy says, can I help you make the decision? Eric Taylor, sure, go ahead, make the decision. What's your, what's your decision? Make the call. Tammy says, start Saracen. Coach says, start Saracen. I cannot start Matt Saracen. Tammy says, start Voodoo. Coach says, I don't want to start voodoo. Tammy says, start me. <laughs> and then he says, I would love to start you. <laughs> um, and then we've got voodoo's kind of rant to Coach Taylor. Where he says, I don't like the food here, the music, the weather. I can definitely do without everybody going on and on about the great state of Texas. I'm here to get noticed, get recruited, and get my ass to LSU. And you, you're just trying to scrape by trying to win some games, keep your job. You and me are an arranged marriage, nothing more. Mm. Now you've seen what I can do. You want to start Saracen, you can go right ahead. Really, really captures voodoo there. That's good. And then we've got the Mac McGill quote. Mm-hmm. Coach kind of calls him out about copying the playbook and Mac says, you think I want your job, right? Well, you're damn right I do. Because the way I see it, you're sitting in my chair, but I'll never do anything to hurt these kids. I want to win just like you do. They're my boys too. So you pull it together, got me? Yeah, super tense with Mac and Coach there. And then we've got Smash's uh, pep rally rap, which you've already <laughs> gone through. And Tammy Taylor's tell Buddy Garrity uh, he can shove it, <laughs> which once again is, is my choice for yep. uh, quarter of the week. Yeah. Uh, I have one more that I was going to nominate as my pick, but I'm – I. I in retrospect, I like the Buddy Garrity can shove it one. But the other one that I that I really enjoyed was from Herc. And he is telling Phil that he needs to get Jason to the next quad rugby game. And Phil says something along the lines of, you know, I can't authorize that. And Herc says, authorize this, Phil. And then does a crotch chop. <laughs> <laughs> which struck me just perfect because I'm currently watching through uh, 1998 Monday Night Raws uh, from WrestleMania 14 
up and I'm going to watch through till 15. Cause that's where I was. I was watching through WrestleManias and I'm like, Oh, this is too good. I need to dig in and like actually yeah, watch the progression. And you picked a great time. Cause that would have been yes. around the time that I started watching on my first run. It was like July of 98. So nice. Like yeah. there's a magic in that. Yes. So degeneration X is we just lost Shawn Michaels, but uh, Triple H is taken over and there are crotch chops galore. <laughs> that is like, the and people just eat it up like yep. every time <laughs> yeah so i i really appreciated herc's authorized this phil crotch job <laughs> so that was my that was what i was gonna say was my main pick but tell buddy garrity uh he can shove it is is i think our quote of the week if you're good with that absolutely i am okay great i knew we'd get some wrestling talk in there somewhere oh yeah it happened. The first, but it will likely not be the last. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. Okay. That brings us um, to just the overall rating for the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what you thought overall. I like this episode, just like <laughs> I like all of season one. <laughs> yep. I think this episode's a, a strong, a strong six to a light seven. Ooh, I came in higher than you on this one. I am consistently lower on the coach Taylor inspo rating and consistently higher <laughs> on the episode rating. I feel like, but uh, I came in with an eight on this one. I thought it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed how all of the storylines are kind of spreading out a little bit, you know, at the beginning it's Jason is injured and that's the main thing, but now everybody's kind of getting their own thing. So I said an eight. So I think, yeah. Do we just go with a seven then? I can dig that. Yeah. All right. So this week, get her done. <laughs> Oof. Gets a seven. On IMDb, this actually was uh, the highest rated episode other than the pilot so far with a 7.9. Previous well, episodes coming in at like a 7.6 and a 7.7, kind of right in there. So people like this episode. Certainly got egg on my face with that one, I guess. <laughs> No, I think we're 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 right in the right ballpark there. Um, so that's it. That's get her done. Um, it, yeah. Any any other parting words here uh, before we we call it an episode? I think that's all I got. Yeah. All right. So we got episode six coming up in real time. The podcast will be will be releasing tomorrow. Obviously, if you're listening to this, this is like a month later. Um, but what what are you what are you feeling the night before before we send this out into the world? I'm excited. I I hope that we I hope that we gain an audience. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if we don't, I'm having so much fun uh, recording and watching through the show anyway. That yeah, we're good. Uh, I have no intention of stopping, even if we have zero listeners. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we're, we were talking uh, kind of off mic about how it'd be super nice if this was on Netflix. So it would make it easy for people to watch along. However, uh, if you are wanting to watch along, this is on IMDb TV, which is out there for free. There are ads, but if you are wanting to, to give this another watch or maybe for the first time, give it a watch, you can go to, to IMDb and find it on their streaming service. So check it out if you haven't already. Also, I have the DVDs. So if you're in Sioux Center or Orange City, I can hook you up. 
say so you can also get the complete series on DVD from Amazon for forty dollars. Not oh, a bad investment. That is a very good price. So maybe you should just do that. <laughs> if you still we, we don't support corporations on the show, Amazon is no friend of the show nor no. a sponsor. But no, uh, if you're if you're in a bind, that's that's a good good move to make. Amazon and Ted Nugent, neither one are friends <laughs> of the show, but. Um, we acknowledge their existence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The other option, maybe your parents have uh, satellite TV and they have uh, stars. It is on stars right now. So you could, you could go with that. You could get a free trial of stars for a month. And recently, which is what I have right now, you got three free red box codes with a free month of stars. So uh, you could binge hard and, you know, there's 23. I think there was just 23 episodes in the first season, you know, in a month, one a day, you can knock out the first season full free. Oh, yeah. So get out there, find Friday Night Lights. Obviously, we think it is worth uh, getting yes. out there and, and getting after it and watching it. I've um, actually my I, I've been meaning to mention this. My season one DVD, which I've been watching through, I don't know if you have the same, you know, I don't know if it's the same pressing or whatever, uh-huh. but uh, it's actually got a promo for season two in it. Um, oh. Like one of the a little, you know, card <laughs> and it's, it's like the perfect night for the new season. And it's like season two Friday nights on NBC starting this fall, which is like traditionally a death slot. <laughs> like is it really Friday really night. Oh yeah. Friday night is not a. Uh, that's basically like, yeah, nobody's watching this. Yeah, nobody's at home watching TV. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but hopefully you're listening to podcasts on on Fridays or yes. or, or whenever. Yeah, right. Um, I think we're planning on releasing on Fridays. but Yes, but you can listen to it whenever. Anytime. It's the yep. beauty of a podcast. As soon as uh, we release it, you can. It's, it's, <laughs> all, it's on your time. It's there for you. I'm not sure if you all are aware of how podcasts <laughs> work. But... Whenever you want. So, uh, thanks for listening along with us so far. That was episode five. Excited to hit up episode six. Uh, yeah, check us out wherever wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there. So, if you're friends with either of us on any social media, you'll also probably see us plugging it. Uh, <laughs> so, you'll be able to find it from just searching. You obviously found it somehow if you're listening to this. But. <laughs> right. Right. Enjoyed our time tonight, Anthony. Thank you for, for talking Friday Night Lights with me, and we will catch you for episode six. We out. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.